Well, good morning. It is Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. Slava Ukraina, Heroium Slava. I, another another short uh, uh, report today. And you know what? As long as Republicans cannot decide on a House leader, the longer it takes, the less time they have to destroy the United States. So that's fine with me. Let them take their times. And boy, I, I'm hoping I see some fist fighting on the House floor today. People people, <laughs> people are angry, man. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. I will get to that in a minute, by the way. Uh, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Even in these slow times when there is so little to report, I still got like 20 minutes. Half of it, you know, Russia-Ukraine war. Uh, Anyway, if you can, please bring someone along with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Send me a news story since I'm light on them recently. You know, I'll have some time to read today, by the way. So let's start with the war in Ukraine. <clears throat> and we'll start actually with with that uh, uh, that uh, uh, Ukrainian attack in Makivka. Uh, re- Ukraine says, of course, 400 soldiers were killed and another 300 wounded uh, in that attack in uh, Makivka in the occupied Donetsk area. Uh, 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 400 Russian soldiers were killed. According to Russia, the death toll is now at 89, which is up from 63, what they were, they were originally saying. 89 is a nice uh, round number. It keeps you below 90, which when you hear 90, you think 100. So 89 is not as bad as 90 politically. Uh, it is the largest number of deaths Russia has acknowledged in the war. Uh, those commanders in Russia are now blaming the soldiers who died in the strike for for the strike. They're blaming the soldiers themselves, right? I know, right? The political spin machine is in overdrive in Russia. Russia has said a New Year missile attack that killed at least 89 Russian soldiers happened because troops... We're using mobile phones, defying a ban. Officials said turning on the phones and massive use of them allowed the enemy to locate its target. Russia said that at one minute after midnight Moscow time on New Year's Day, six rockets were fired from a U.S.-made HIMARS rocket system uh, at a vocational college. Uh, two of which of those missiles were shot down moments after Putin had given his annual New Year's address on Russian TV. Uh, the deputy commander of the regiment, Lieutenant Colonel, Colonel uh, Bakarin, was among those killed. The Ministry of Defense said in a statement today it was already obvious that the main cause of the attack was the use of mobile phones by troops in range of Ukrainian weapons, despite this being banned. Uh, they're using them all over the country. I mean, if it was that easy, all of all Russian soldiers would be dead right now. 
Lieutenant General <clears throat> Sergei Severyukov. Uh, I hope I said that right. Uh, actually, I don't care. Uh, uh, Sergei Severyukov said officials found responsible by the investigation would be brought to justice and all the necessary measures are currently being adopted to prevent this kind of tragic action, incident in the uh, future. Everyone is questioning the validity of the cell phone theory, even the deputy speaker of Moscow's local parliament. Andrei Medvedev said it was predictable that the soldiers would be blamed rather than the commander who made the original decision to put so many of them in one place. I don't con con uh, confuse this Medvedev with that psycho Dmitry Medvedev, though I'm sure Andrei Medvedev is almost as psycho. Um, yeah, this is, uh, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know the technology of whether uh, uh, missiles can track cell phones. I just find it hard to believe. And it is completely stupid to actually believe that Russians aren't going to, uh, Russians aren't going to call home. It's completely stupid to uh, load hundreds of men in one location which uh, uh, the U.S. doesn't do that, except for major bases on our own land, you know. Um, and even more ridiculous is actually storing explosives in the same place where you have men stored. Come on. Really? Anyway. In a briefing, uh, in a briefing broadcast on uh, Ukrainian Foreign Ministry's Facebook page, Dmitry Koliba says the, that uh, Patriot air defense systems are expected to be deployed in Ukraine soon. Oh, and by the way, those HIMARS are the ones that did it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I could be wrong. I believe each um, battery of HIMARS has six missiles that they launch all at once. And that's what happened. They used the HIMARS missile system. They launched six missiles at once, and that's what hit uh, Makivka and killed all those Russian soldiers. Um, anyway, uh, Kaliba says that the Patriot air defense systems are expected to be deployed in Ukraine soon. Ukrainian Prime Minister Denis Shmuel added that Kyiv expects the U.S. Congress to approve another package of almost uh, $45 billion, which includes new HIMARS multiple rocket launcher systems and the Patriot air defense systems. I, and I thought that that was already okay because it was in the, um, uh, uh, in the, in, in the defense spending, wasn't it? Anyway, uh, I guess they're expecting it to be delivered. Uh, Putin has sent a warship toward the Atlantic and Indian Oceans, uh, war, I guess warships, armed with new hypersonic Zircon cruise uh, missiles. Uh, in a video conference with Defense Minister Sergei Shogu and Igor Krokmol, Krok uh, uh, commander of the frigate named Admiral of the fleet of the Soviet Union Gorshkov, uh, Putin said, this time, the ship is equipped with the latest hypersonic missile system, Zircon, which has no analogs. 
I would like to wish the crew of the ship success in their search for the good of the motherland. Uh, Shogu added that the hypersonic missiles known as either uh, the Zircon or Zircon um, could overcome any missile defense system. The missiles fly at nine times the speed of sound and have a range of more than 1,000 kilometers. Now, I know uh, the Patriot uh, missile defense systems are good, but, and honestly, I don't think they would be able to catch these missiles. They might be able to, but I doubt it. Uh, advisor to Zelensky, Mikhail Poliak, said on Twitter, European Union companies, including pharmaceutical ones, which continue to work in the Russian Federation, must be labeled supporters, uh, supports of the war, supports the mass murder of Ukrainians, supports the destruction of critical infrastructure. He said that's fair. Financing the war with European taxes is inadmissible. And I assume inadmissible means something different over there. The general staff of the Ukrainian Armed Forces says Russia has launched seven missile strikes, 18 air raids, and more than 85 attacks from multiple launch rocket systems in the past 24 hours on civilian infrastructure in three cities, Kramatorsk, Zaporizhia, and Kursan. Uh, Zaporizhia is where the nuclear power plant is. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Uh, by the way, the, um, the, uh, the energy company has asked to meet with uh, Russians to discuss uh, a, D, uh, a DMZ in Zaporizhia. Uh, we'll see if that'll, that'll happen. I don't think it will. I, I, think, I think the IAEA is going to have to do it. We'll see. So... On to the United States and this quagmire of the House of Representatives. Now, even Kevin McCarthy knows what it's like to deal with right-wing crazies, right? The right-wing crazy himself knows what it's like to deal with right-wing crazies. And, and, and that is what's so scary about this. Those Republicans fighting against right-wing sociopath McCarthy don't think he's far right enough. Right? Alleged pedophile Matt Getz, psycho Lauren Boebert, who barely got elected this term, uh, Andy Biggs, Paul Gozar, and Scott Perry, who refused a subpoena from the January 6th committee and were allegedly involved in the conspiracy. Then there was Chip Roy. Personally, I want to beat up anyone named Chip. Then 14 other far-right nutballs. All of them did not vote for McCarthy. Shockingly, right-wing nutball, nutball Marjorie Taylor Greene kept her jackboots on and voted for him. In the third round, all 20 voted for Jim Jordan of Ohio, who also refused the January 6th committee subpoena. And that's not what's most odd. Remember, McCarthy was also one who refused a January 6th committee subpoena. I guess there's no honor among thieves, right? Uh, Matt Getz said one thing on the floor of the house that ringed a bit true. He said, maybe the right person for Speaker of the House isn't someone who wants it so bad. And we know McCarthy wants control so he can quash any investigation into himself and other Republicans. But of course, 
Those who voted against McCarthy are wheeling and dealing for those plum committee assignments themselves. I, I, but I don't think I don't think McCarthy has enough stuff to give away before he would piss off other Republicans. I mean, if you're going to give away committee seats, you got to get rid of somebody that's in them, right? That's not going to happen. Uh, and, and then if that happens, guess who's going to vote against you? Oh, man. Uh, the chamber adjourned last night after McCarthy repeatedly failed to secure the 218 votes needed to become the next speaker, while Democrats maintain their support for Representative Hakeem Jeffries. Every single vote, all three of the votes, Hakeem Jeffries got 212. 212 votes, all 212 uh, Democrats. Republicans have an ultra-thin lead with only 222 members. And this still go, all goes back to Trump. Trump has divided the GOP side of the House. Uh, I, I divided them between Trump supporters and non-supporters, plus Trump big supporters and Trump sort of supporters, right? <laughs> McCarthy's people say that he could offer things to Democrats to get their vote. And there was something really weird that could be seen if you watch C-SPAN. And that was Matt Getz talking on the side with AOC. It made my stomach turn. And what they were discussing was that uh, Matt Gates. Uh, said that he uh, heard that uh, that McCarthy was negotiating with Democrats, and <laughs> AOC said that's ridiculous. Uh, he needs 16 more votes, but will likely lose more each round. He gets weaker every round. Uh, if he finally gets the votes, it brings into question how such a lame speaker can keep the House in line. Right? Whatever happens, there are now guns on the floor of the House. One of the first things the GOP did was remove the metal detectors from the entrance. Maybe you don't want to piss people off too much. Uh, Speaker of the House does not need to be a representative. That's what's interesting. You ready for this? A suggestion being floated for Speaker of the House is Fred Upton, who just retired, which would make Trump's head explode because Upton was one of the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Trump along with Cheney and Kinzinger, right? Uh, the suggestion came out because Republicans would need to get Democrats, Democrats to vote, right? It's not, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would because that would require Democrats to get on board, and I don't think the Democrats, Democrats right now are laughing at the idea that they would help Kevin McCarthy or help the Republicans in any way, and neither side want a compromise candidate. So yeah, I'm sorry, Fred. I don't think it's going to happen, but he should show up at the House just to cause problems. <laughs> Moving on. The Senate, on the other hand, is running fine under Democratic control, but it won't run too fine for K Street. You know who K Street is, right? That's where all the lobbyist offices are. 
Healthcare lobbyists are showing a bit of concern. Why, you ask? Because Senator Bernie Sanders is a vocal opponent of K Street's outsized power and takes over the Senate's top health panel in the new Congress. Sanders is extremely vocal against K Street, as you know. Now lobbyists have some concern they'll be unable to blunt criticism of their clients' profits or corporate executive salaries on top of stock buybacks and overcharging customers because of monopolies on specific drugs. They are also concerned that Sanders could revive plans to get drugs from other nations where they are cheaper or maybe even better. This could be better. Tell them they can't charge more than they charge in other countries. These same drug companies for, uh, might charge a couple of dollars for something, like say in Cuba, because that's all that people can afford, while they charge hundreds here in the United States. Right? I'm not kidding. That much of a difference. Because they know the United States can afford it. The market drives the price. So why should we be buying it from them here in the United States? Not only that, the burn will now have subpoena power over drug companies. Uh-oh. Last month, Sanders said in an interview with CNBC that subpoena power should be used intelligently and judiciously. He said given, and well, it has to be judiciously since subpoena is a judicious act. Uh, he said, given the fact that we are looking at an unprecedented level of corporate greed, that we're looking at union busting, that we're looking at extremely high prices in healthcare, prescription, prescription drugs that are caused by the greed of the industries, I think we have to take a hard look at these issues. And if using subpoena power becomes necessary, then that's something we can do. Look out, drug companies. <laughs> It should be hilarious. Um, so, I know you guys, we, we talked about this uh, fusion test recently. And I told you, don't get your hopes up. We're decades behind. And the actual power output was considerably less than the power, the original power input. Right? Uh, so don't... Uh, uh, they used power to make lower power, uh, uh, it's kind of hard to explain. They used a lot of power at first. It stepped it down to the lasers, which used less power, which generated more power. Eh, very confusing. Yes, I know. I'm saying we're a long ways off. We're a long, long ways off. Um, and there are other ways to generate free and clean energy. And we've discussed all of them. Wave power, wind power, geothermal power, solar power. Uh, and there's several variations of solar power as well. Uh, 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 hydroelectric. Um, I mean, I, I can probably go on for, for quite some time. But this is an interesting solar power alternative. In the SpaceX launch yesterday, there were a lot of payloads. One in particular caught my eye. A payload on the Vigoride 5 space tug comes from Caltech, which is flying hardware that could be used in the future to generate electricity in space and beam the energy back to Earth for use on the ground. Now think about it. 
Solar pa- panels in space can collect a lot more energy than here on the ground because there's no atmosphere blocking the sun, right? The 110-pound uh, space solar power demonstrator payload will test a scaled-down 6-by-6-foot deployable structure that simulates mechanisms needed to construct a huge power generation station in space. Engineers will also evaluate the performance of 22 types of solar cells to see which design is most effective and test microwave power transmitters needed to beam energy back to Earth. Uh, Caltech said in a press conference, the solar power experiment's deployable structure employs ultra-thin composite materials to achieve unprecedented packaging efficiency and flexibility. So this is new technology that had to be designed from the ground up, and it's pretty cool, and it could, on a much larger scale, beam a lot of energy back to Earth. Imagine a solar array in space big enough that you could see from Earth. It would be like an extra star in the sky because that's exactly what it would be because it would reflect the sun's sunlight back down to us. Should be interesting. Uh, So like I said, short one today. You know what? wonder what's going to happen in the house today. Uh, Today, I'm going to be sitting around doing nothing most of the day. I'll probably just uh, be reading the uh, January 6th committee um, report. Uh, try to spend some time doing that. We'll see. I don't know. I, it's a thick book. It's like it's like two and a half inches thick or something. It's, it's pretty... 800 and some odd pages. But I, I, I will try to get to something today. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. Boy, do I appreciate you so much. Bring someone with you today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to send me a story. Maybe you want to just say hi. That's fine. Cyberclops. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.